It is time to dig deep with Stacy and Stacy, a podcast for anyone hungry for God and willing to tackle today's relevant issues with authentic conversations inspired by Holy Scripture, prayer, and devotion to the sacraments. Hosted by two Texas gals who went to the same country Baptist church as little girls, had crazy lives, and found each other again decades later as Catholic convert wives and moms. Get ready, y'all. They're fixing to get real. Hi, I'm Stacy Tresenkos. And I'm Stacy Farquharson. And today we are discussing a common struggle to conversion, the ever-dreaded <laughs> annulment. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> and we're just going to speak today from basically a front row viewpoint. We're just sharing our stories. Trust me, no one's throwing stones here. No. So I want to no. start by just giving you a very brief background so you'll understand my lack of understanding at the whole process. I was Protestant before I was Catholic. And I mean, I was not just a go to church on Sunday morning, seat warmer Protestant. I was very submerged in my church, my beliefs, my ministry, very involved in our church. So and during during this time when I was um, very involved, I thought that I had learned how to submit. Um, to me, submission, it was literally a dirty word. You didn't want to say, you didn't want to right. hear, you didn't want to talk about it. Any conversation that turned in that direction, I ran from. Mm -hmm. It was not something that I wanted to confront. But when I was dating my husband, Pat, when I was dating Pat, he knew he was going to ask me to marry him. And he <laughs> knew that I had been previously married. So because it was very important to him, I agreed to begin an annulment process. Um, and you honestly, did it for that, him. that's it. I was just about to say, that's yeah. exactly why yeah. I did it. I was mm -hmm. not, I, I, I didn't understand why I did it because it was important to him and I loved him, but annulment. I mean, I thought that was just a quick divorce. I mean, I thought I'd already done that, checked all the boxes, got my divorce. I was good to go. I had no idea what it entailed. And I mean, really, I thought the only time you would get an annulment is if you wake up the next morning with a hangover in Las Vegas to find a bubblegum machine, hot pink plastic ring on your finger. Right. <laughs> then it's like a simple oops. It's like, oops, didn't mean it. Don't remember it. Right. You know, Never mind. Like, yeah. Yeah. So but for me, submission issues began to explode right when I started this process. And it was just incredibly frustrating to fill out all that paperwork. I mean, tons of paperwork. Mm -hmm. And again, I just really wasn't sure at the time why I was doing it other than it was important to Pat and I deeply loved him. Well, and he deeply loved you or he, he wouldn't have been asking you to do it because you could have said, no, I'm out of here. But he was trying to lay the foundation for a good marriage. Um, mm -hmm. And, I, yeah. you know, we're we are talking about, like Stacy said, talking about annulment as one of the challenges to conversion um, as a matter of, of, of empathy and maybe just saying out loud what I don't hear a lot of people talk about. Um, and I think it's important to say, you know, Stacey and I are solid Catholics. We are completely in submission now to the teachings of the church. We are obedient. We try like everything to get it right. Um, we get up and try again if we mess up. But we, we, we're committed to a life of faith and we are not cafeteria Catholics. We are not going to speak out of both sides of our mouth. We're all in. Throw it all down on the floor. Give it all you got. Right. We're not disagreeing with anything the church teaches. We're not challenging right. it. 
Right. Um, what we're what we're trying to help with is just some of the relationship issues that go on between the priest and new converts and the people in ministry and just try to help you understand why annulment is such a struggle. You know, we're, we're intelligent women. We're converting. We're deciding to become Catholic. It's not like we're dumb. It's just that that word annulment is not part of our vocabulary. No. When I was there converting, I'm, I'm ready to make the biggest change I've ever made in my life. I'm ready to rethink everything I thought I knew as true and, and go forward in a, in a new, with a new Stacy, you know, a new creature. Mm-hmm. And, and the, you know, the people in the church are like, Oh, if you need to begin the annulment process or you need to discuss the details of your situation with someone who can help go visit the tribunal. <laughs> yeah. And, and I was like, the what? <laughs> it's like, exactly. I'm picturing like a TP and an Indian medicine man or, you know, like, I'm, I'm like, am I going to see the chief tribesman or something? You know, like what is a tribunal? And, and, the, and you know, like, I'm like, I don't know if I need to visit the tribunal. I don't even know what a tribunal is. It sounds very serious. And I'm supposed to discuss the details of what situation (laughs) with what people who can help. Um, And for me, you know, my husband is a cradle Catholic, but we hadn't really discussed that part. And I had gone through a whole year of RCIA by the time anybody even said that to me. And Mm. and they were like, oh, well, never mind. You can't come into the church this Easter. Right. (laughs) This tribunal is going to take another couple of years. And I was I just remember being like, I don't I don't know what y'all are talking about. And 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 Stacey, just like you, I did have to grapple with my own inner submission issues. And I I had to submit because when when you're Baptist growing up, I remember this. If you want to be Baptist, you just go down to the front of the church at the end of a service and everybody's basically like throwing a parade. They're so happy that you gave your life to Christ and right. they don't really right. ask anything of you from that point right. on. Like you don't have to come back again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's That's like, true. yay, you're a Christian now. Like you're going to go to heaven now. And, and then we're done. So I do appreciate the church ask this of people. But I also, if you are in ministry um, especially like with family life, or if you are um, helping marriage formation at your parish, don't assume people know the words. Right. <laughs> that they don't even don't assume they even know they need that um, outside the church, even in the Protestant Christian de- denominations. As much as we love our brothers and sisters in Christ, mm-hmm. we don't talk about that stuff. Yeah. Um, marriage is just something you enter and you hope it works out. And if it doesn't, then you get a divorce. And that, I mean, that's another episode right, that we right. learned, but annulment is not a word people use outside Catholic circles. That's true. I mean, annulment, you don't, we don't need an annulment. We just get a divorce. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just that simple, like you said. And, you know, when, when you are coming into the church and you're hearing all these large, huge 15 syllable words that are so (laughs) hard to say, hard to understand. You don't, I mean, I actually was feeling very defeated, you Mm -hmm. know, it it just makes Mm -hmm. you feel defeated because it's just a very, it can be a very overwhelming long process. And I think sometimes we want Jesus, but we want him on our own terms. And I think that's where I was because 
I was having a hard time submitting to the process. And again, feeling a little defeated there, it was making it harder for me to submit to the process. I was, I could feel myself spiraling, right? Mm-hmm. But so I'm trying to navigate this thing. I'm trying to, to do what um, my Pat had asked me to do. And I'm literally having to dig up skeletons when I'm mm-hmm. filling up this paperwork, li- literally having to dig up skeletons that I thought that I had buried, walked away from, done with, didn't have to deal with them anymore. And, you know, and I had heard so many stories of it taking so long, which added to my defeated feeling, added to my mm-hmm. frustration. And, you know, no one can give me a time frame. I thought I had to fill out all this paperwork so that I could present my case to the tribunal to go through the whole process. But these men that I was sharing my very private issues with, my very private story, they didn't know me. They mm-hmm. didn't know my story, my heart. They didn't know how broken I was. They hadn't walked with me in my past right. or they didn't know me. I was just a name on paper. That was what I thought. Yeah. I was just a name on paper. How do they know me? They don't. I can't even express to them my pain or express to them how desperately I want them to give me this annulment. I, it's like, yeah, they didn't know me, but yet they had the power to determine my future. Mm-hmm. And I, it was so scary for me because I had finally found truly the love of my life. I trusted him. Mm-hmm. I could be myself around him. I, we prayed together. We, we loved to talk about me. He was everything I wanted. I could see myself growing old with him. And this is what I thought Pat was a God given gift to me. And I was terrified yeah. that this group of men and a poorly lit back room would decide my future. And it wouldn't be one that Pat could live with. And yeah. I was so scared. I mean, I'm telling you, my, my stomach Talk was about crazy. throwing it all down. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I mean, how could anyone have that much authority over my future? And mm-hmm. it angered me. And I lived with a knot in my stomach for over a year. I mean, I, I praying and crying out to God all along the way. And, and it took years to go through the proper channels. And I couldn't manipulate the system. I had no control. Right. I couldn't influence their decision. The tribunal. I, yes, I had no control. And you know, I kept trying. I kept calling. I kept calling and saying, any yeah. word, any word. How's it going? What's going <laughs> on? You know? And I couldn't speed up the process. And boy, did I try. But I just kept feeling so helpless. I, I, I you know, I'd, because of past issues, I had a hard time trusting people anyway. Mm-hmm. And so I thought that I had to trust them. And, and, you know, I mean, seriously, as a Protestant, you know, up to this point, if you if I didn't like something that the pastor was preaching, if mm-hmm. I thought, this, you know, something that he said in the scriptures, I didn't agree with. I, I didn't have to submit to that. I didn't have to agree right. with that. I could, mm-hmm. shoot, I could go down the street to another church. I could change denominations right. if I wanted. I didn't have to agree with anything. There was, I didn't have to submit. Yeah. Um, it was really up to me. And how much did I want to compromise? So yeah. here I am forced to submit to men that I didn't know. And I just can't tell you how helpless I felt. It it is. That's exactly what it is, is helpless. But see, I had the same issues like coming up to us. I mean, Stacey and I have so much in common with our stories that this one reason we're doing this podcast 
I had I had the same feeling, but I was I was not as submissive even as you were, Stacy. I was I was a pretty arrogant person before I became Catholic. I'm probably still too arrogant sometimes, but I had it in my head. I was like, if y'all don't want me, I'll just go. Like I, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick this out. I'm gonna try because I I said I wanted to be Catholic and I said I'm all in. But I had it in the back of my mind because I was already civilly married to my husband and we already had two babies, one on the way. And I had two other kids. So I was so busy and and I had already decided, like, if this is going to get too hard and take too long and get too crazy. Look, I wanted to join the Catholic Church because I recognized that unlike the Protestant denominations I grew up with, Baptist, where you can get a different answer, anyone you ask. I realized mm-hmm. the Catholic Church has the catechism and the deposit of faith mm-hmm. and the magisterium. Mm-hmm. And I realized they had the answers I'm looking for. Right. And then I get to the RCIA process. I go completely through it. And then someone says tribunal annulment. And I'm like, what? And I just honestly, at that point, I'm like, well, maybe I was wrong. Maybe the Catholic Church doesn't have it together any more than the Baptists do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was prepared. I was prepared if it, if it didn't go well. I was just like, well, then forget it. If y'all don't want me. I guess I won't be Catholic. I guess I'm not good enough to be part of your club. I think a lot of people feel that way. I do. Y- you have two roads in front of you and you have to choose one. I don't I don't realize, I guess, how much um, resentment I had about those days because I was trying. I was going to daily mass with a pregnant and two, two, a, a toddler and an infant every day, putting my hands over my heart. I'm like, does God not want me? Even here in the Diocese of Tyler, I was reading on the website kind of laughing like it's still the same. If you look up what is an annulment, it says there it's a declaration of nullity. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that clears it up. Yeah. And what is what is that? <laughs> oh, okay, I, that, I'm glad y'all told me that. No, because I remember thinking those things. Like, do they really think that we like? Did I just like miss the boat growing up on these words? Yeah. Um, and because I, I looked it up in the Oxford English Dictionary, nullity means the factor condition of being void or invalid. I'm just saying I'm putting this out there for people who work with converts and convalidation of marriages and in ministry. That the declaration of nullity does not clear up what an annulment is. Even looking up that it nullity means the condition of being void or invalid doesn't clear up what annulment is. Um, it's still a foreign concept right. to say you need to be sacramentally married. Why? Mm-hmm. So you have Christ in your marriage. Okay. Don't I, can I have Christ in the marriage even without that, it, you know, without all the rules? Um, mm-hmm. You need to have the grace of marriage. What is that? I mean, and those are all things I think we need to say for another podcast, but mm-hmm. I just remember thinking, uh, I don't get it, but um, I hope, I hope we can hurry up and get this process over with because I really like to be Catholic. <laughs> right, right, right. And, mm-hmm. and there you, there you have it. Another, um, you know, roadblock to conversion rules. So many rules. And, and for me, it just went right back to submission. Mm-hmm. I think everything, I mean, we're talking about annulment today, but I really think one of my, or really the biggest roadblock that I had was submission. But I'll tell you, the longer that this process took, the more of me I ha- I kept laying down and the more of me I kept, well, God was able to just do a, a big work in my heart. I mean, the yeah. longer it took, I think, th- I think that Clearly. if it had just happened in a week or two, I can't, I would not, my mindset wouldn't have changed. My heart wouldn't have changed. 
I wouldn't mm -hmm. have had that shift in me. God wouldn't have been able to reach deep into my heart, into some root issues that he needed to deal with that during that process were exposed. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and that's what it's supposed to do. I mean, I mm -hmm. understand that now, but I, I now, right on yeah. this side of it. But when mm -hmm. you first start out and even well into it, I didn't know, I didn't get it. It was, it took a long time. I mean, the, the helplessness that I felt drove me to my knees and mm -hmm. literally considered investing in knee pads because I was <laughs> all casualty of have knee pads. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, all I could do was pray. I began going to adoration and and honestly begging at first, right? I mean mm -hmm. I was. But yep. just talking to God and eventually something something clicked in me. And I realized that, you know, hold on, hold on a minute. I don't have to trust those men in that poorly dim, dimly lit room that I've never seen, that I don't know, that don't know me. I don't I don't have to trust them. Yeah. What the, the person that I have to trust is God, my Lord and Savior, my father. God alone. Psalm 86, 10 says, says, for you are great and do wondrous things. You alone are God. I had to put all my eggs in one basket, but it wasn't those men. It was God. Yeah. I just trusted him. And I began to trust God in those men. I began yeah. to trust God in I love the process that. and in his church, his church. And, and I began to realize I want to be a part of his church. And so it's just I had this shift in me. I had to trust God and God alone. And I didn't have to worry about who was deciding my future because God would. Mm -hmm. And he <laughs> had been with me all along, right? He, right? he formed me in my mother's womb. So he knew me inside and out. He he saw right through, right through to the deepest part of my heart, the root issues that he was working on and he was healing. And he had been with me through all the pain, through all the, um, uh, all the issues that I had. Mm -hmm. And I learned that as I began to submit to God and through that submitting to his church, the process, submitting to everything that I needed to do to come into his church. I learned that he takes our messes and I was a hot mess and he makes <laughs> his messages and we get to share those with others, share yes. those messages with others. So your messes into messages. Whenever mm -hmm. I hear someone say hot mess, I think of that. Um, I have a scented thing that melts wax in my bedroom to make it smell good. <laughs> <laughs> I spilt it once. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's a hot mess. That's a hot mess. <laughs> but, but it smells no, good. <laughs> I love that. Stacy, when I mean and, and Stacy writes more about this in her blog post um, on our website, Stacy and Stacy.site. She writes about about this very story. And when I got to that part, Stacy, that you said I begin to trust God in those men, God in the process. God in his church that I just, I teared up just at reading that because I, I never thought about it that way. And I, I, today, to this day, living the life of faith, so many times things aren't going the way I want them to, especially with, with kids, right? Raising kids mm -hmm. to, when they become right. young adults. 
things aren't going the way I want them to. And and I, I found myself saying that to myself, just take a chill pill, Stacey, and trust God in the process and trust God mm-hmm. in his church. I've been very disappointed with people in ministry because sometimes I think I think they don't try very hard to empathize with the new converts. I don't think they try very hard to empathize with anyone who's not Catholic. Mm-hmm. And um, I've heard a lot of condescension. Mm-hmm. And I've worked in ministry and I've, I've been very upset by some of the things I've, I've seen, tried to change. And and I, you know, that is Stacy, the control freak showing my ugly head again, though. <laughs> and I I listened to the words you said. And I think those will, will help a lot of people. And and just to put some good news on this, I mean, Stacy obviously has a has a good outcome. You're married to the love of your life and yeah. got a very stable marriage. Jose and I've been married going on 20 years. Um, and, and we've worked through a lot, another podcast topic, but um, we, we've worked through a lot. But but what happened, just to end us on a good note, when we went to the first Catholic priest and the first one that told me it was going to take a year, I actually walked out. I said, Jose, we're mm-hmm. done. We're, we're not going to get married in the Catholic church because mm-hmm. that takes too long. And uh, that was my, that was my, uh, looking back, those were my insecurities. I wanted to nab that man because I didn't think I deserved him. And I didn't think he was going to stick around if I didn't get a ring on my finger. <laughs> and and, and that, that's that's the control freak me. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like the priest said, oh, it's going to take a year for you to go through the process to become Catholic before you can get married. And I was like, mm-hmm. no way, Jose. Nope. <laughs> we are not doing this. Come on. Let's get out of here. And, and we no did. way, Jose. Literally. Huh? Literally. And but what we did is. um Jose is a mathematician and I'm a scientist, of course. So we, we, we jive. Um, and we went and we got civilly married in the chapel at the university of Virginia campus on 010203. Always love to tell that story, but we got married by a Baptist priest that we just borrowed. We weren't even going to his church. The Baptist, uh, not priest, but pastor came to the chapel, married, us on 010203, pronounced us man and wife at 4.05 p.m. At oh my goodness Christmas. gracious. <laughs> and I didn't become Catholic for three more years. I converted. I, I was finally, so, so a year later, I started the process, but two years later, I still hadn't received first communion. And in that time, just like you said, Stacy, I said, you know what, God, I'm going to, I'm going to let this play out. And I'm going to do my part. I'm not going to worry about what those men in the tribunal are doing. I'm going to show up every day at daily mass with my infant, my toddler and my Mm. pregnant belly. And I (laughs) walked down because I said, look, Jose, I'm a chemist. If there was if Jesus Christ, the miracle of Jesus Christ was going to be in the in the building 10 minutes from my house every day, I'd get my butt there and I'd be there. And I walked down as close as I could to the real presence, to the Eucharist put my hands over my heart and tried not to let the toddler escape or drop the baby. And, <laughs> and I just received the blessing every day. And people, people told me later they were blessed by that. People oh, said, oh, seeing your faithfulness made us realize how important the Eucharist is. And Absolutely. Um, the day I received first communion, we celebrated the sacrament of matrimony. We baptized our third daughter. So we had three three sacraments that day. And I just, just the last little part, I'm talking too much. What, what happened later that year in December, someone at Jose's job gave him a little book. It's, it's a Protestant book written by Max Lucado and it's called grace for the moment. And it's Mm. got a little scripture reflection every day of the year. Jose liked the book. And so he bought me one too. So for no 
planned reason. He had the book and I had the book. We both had the same book. Somebody at work bought it for him. He went and got me a copy and bought it for me. He called me from work on January 2nd of that year, 0102, our civil marriage date when I was when I didn't want to do it the Catholic way. Here I am three years later. I've been accepted into the church. We've received the sacrament of matrimony. And on January 2nd, in this book that we just happened to have, the scripture reading for that day was the same scripture reading we picked at our sacramental marriage. It was Isaiah 61.10. It says, I will rejoice heartily in the Lord. My being exalts in my God, for he has clothed me with garments of salvation and wrapped me in a robe of justice, like a bridegroom adorned with a diadem, as a bride adorns herself with her jewels. I mean, Mm. Jose had showered me with jewels. Um, He had sort of saved me from my terrible, terrible past. And, And so that meant a lot to us. But he called and he said, look at that. The scripture reading for the day of our civil marriage anniversary is the scripture we later would choose at our sacramental wedding. And Um, in this book, we just happened to have, and I'm like, Jose, that's just God tapping us on the shoulder saying, I was with you all along. I was with you the whole way. So when you say God in the process, when Jose read your, your blog post, Stacey, he just tapped his finger on it and looked up at me with tears in his eyes again, because that's what happens, everybody. Mm. That's what happens if you trust God. You may get frustrated with people. Yeah. And people, if you can do things that aren't so frustrating, that would be good. <laughs> Try to sympathize <laughs> with the new comfort. Um, be patient with us because we are mm. we are trying. But anyway, it's, yes. I love that. Thank you, Stacy, for what you said. Oh, Stacy, that's beautiful. I'm so glad that you I'm so glad that you told the good ending that you let everybody know that it worked out because I think that's encouraging. Everyone needs to hear that. Um, You know, it is scary when you're going through it because you don't know. We don't know the end from the beginning. But again, back to trusting God. But it is worth it. It is worth it to go through Mm -hmm. it. It is worth it to let God dig deep in your heart. It is worth it to to submit to him and to um, just go through that healing process, which really the annulment process, that's one of the reasons we go through it is so that God can heal us and work on. I, I can't imagine coming into the church the way I was before I went through the process, right. because I mean, even through my RCIA journey, and that is another story that we'll talk about, but I, I always say I came into the church <laughs> kicking and screaming. I mean, it was, I mean, it was, it was a tough journey for me. But looking back mm-hmm. and seeing how God orchestrated it. And Stacy, I love that you said God was there all along because yes, he is. He is there even when we don't see it in the moment because we are in the ring and we're getting pummeled. <laughs> you know, when we get out of that, when we get past that fight, when we when we get past it, we can look back. We will see that God was there all along. This is Stacy Farquharson and I'm Stacy Trisenkos. Until next time. If you are interested in bringing Stacy and Stacy to your parish or study group for a retreat or a talk, they would love to come liven things up and keep it real. Please see stacyandstacy.site for more information. <laughs>